Philippians 3rd chapter, beginning with the 12th verse, reading through the 19th verse. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, getting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded, and if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already, ta- already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so, as you have us for an example, for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. I want to talk to you this morning on this subject, follow the man that follows God. Follow the man that follows God. Let's pray together and ask the Lord to speak to us session today. God of heaven, we come to you right now recognizing our total dependence upon you, Father, knowing, Lord, that without you we're nothing. We can do nothing without you, God. But if you will help us today, we can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth us. We need you now. We trust you, dear God. Lean heavily upon your spirit, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. In the lovely name of Jesus, help us today. We love you and honor you and praise and adore you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated in Jesus' name. I want to preface our lesson this morning by uh, saying a few things to you about listening and heeding the Word of God by the Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 6, the Apostle Paul said that the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. To try to simply receive the Word of God without the Spirit. It will not bring life to you. But if you will receive the, the Word of God on the wings of the Spirit, it will bring life. You need to listen with the Spirit, not just with the mind, not just with your human reasoning, but listen with the Spirit. The Spirit is what will bring life to you. In other words, if you try to receive the Word of God with human reasoning or with carnal reasoning, it will not it will not make sense to you because the things of God and the Word of God and the ways of God are not God's, are not man's ways, not man's thoughts. So you've got to listen in the Holy Ghost. When the preacher preaches and your pastor teaches, you need to listen with the ears of the Spirit. When, uh, when the Word of the Lord came to the different churches of Asia in the book of Revelation, as he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. You see, everybody's got these two appendages on the side of their heads. That's not what he was talking about when he said, He that hath an ear. He was talking about he that can hear the words that the Spirit speaks. He that can receive the revelation of the Spirit. The Word of God comes to us by revelation. Everything that you receive from God will be received by a revelation of the Spirit. You will never understand God with human reasoning. It only comes by a revelation of the Spirit. So I simply want to preface uh, our lesson this morning with those remarks, encouraging you to listen in the Holy Ghost. 
to take the Word of God uh, and receive it by the Spirit of God. Amen. The Word of God has got to be illuminated by the Spirit of the Lord. The Bible very clearly describes to us and depicts to us that we must have spiritual leaders. Spiritual leadership definitely is a scriptural principle. In the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, and if you have your Bibles, hopefully you will follow along with us this morning as we go through the scriptures that we are going to be dealing with this morning. 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning with verse number 1 and reading through verse number 3. The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint but willingly, not for filthy lucre but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. Scripture instructs leaders to be examples to the flock over the which that the Holy Ghost has given them the oversight. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, we find where that the Apostle Paul, writing to his son in the gospel, made these statements. In 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, beginning with verse number 11, Paul said, These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Paul said to Timothy, even though that Timothy was a young man, he said, Timothy, don't let any man despise your youth, but be an example of the believer. Timothy, you are a spiritual leader in the church, and uh, you are to be an example. We understand that Scripture is explicit in directing leaders to be examples. We don't want to follow leaders that are not good examples for us, that are not scriptural examples for us. We expect that the leaders that God has given to us should live what they preach. Amen. I said we expect that the leaders that God has given to us should live what they preach. I want to read this uh, poem to you, and the title of it is, is, is I'd Rather See a Sermon. Because I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one should walk with me than merely show the way. Eyes a better pupil and more willing than the ear. Find counsel is confusing, but example always clear. And the best of all the preachers are the men who live their creeds. For to see the good in action is what everybody needs. I can soon learn how to do it if you'll let me see it done. I can watch your hands in action, but your tongue too fast may run. And the lectures you deliver may be wise and true, but I'd rather get my lesson by observing what you do. For I may misunderstand you and the high advice you give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live, how true it is. We'd rather see a sermon than hear one. I definitely would, uh, I, I don't care anything about listening to somebody teach or preach that doesn't live 
what they preach or teach. Amen. And our leaders definitely have the responsibility of being an example to us. It's very important who that we look at in life as being uh, someone that we would desire to emulate. There are, there are uh, role models that are not good role models in life. There are people that we should never follow in life. There are leaders as far as the world is concerned that we as children of God have no business looking up to. We don't want to look up to rock stars or to movie stars or to sports heroes. Our heroes are not the heroes of this world. Our role models are not sports figures. We don't want to be like football players that play for the Dallas Cowboys or the Washington Redskins or the, or the San Francisco 49ers. Our heroes are not basketball stars. They should be people that are men of character, men of righteousness, men that live for God, men that walk a pathway of holiness. Yet the Scripture teaches us that there are going to be bad examples and that there are going to be people that will follow those examples. In the book of 2 Peter, chapter 2, in 2 Peter, the second chapter, in the first three verses of Scripture, here we find where the Apostle Peter said, There were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Look at verse number 2. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Peter said that there were going to be false prophets also among the people and false teachers bringing in damnable heresies and that many would follow their pernicious ways, that many would follow their example instead of following the good examples that were set by godly leaders. He said there are going to be many that are going to follow the example of those that are evil of those that do not walk the way of righteousness. Notice also in verses 12 through 15, in this same second chapter of the second epistle of Peter, he said that these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime, spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings, while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart they have exercised with covetous practice, practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. He said these people are going to follow the ways of Balaam, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. 
They are following an unrighteous path, an unrighteous leader, an unrighteous example. In the book of Exodus, chapter 23, and in verse number 2, Exodus, the 23rd chapter, and the second verse of Scripture says, Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. I want to tell you something this morning, young people. Never accept, never accept something as being right just because that the majority is doing it. Never accept something as being all okay just because that the majority is involved in it. It doesn't matter if the majority is involved in it, that doesn't make it right. We're not going to go to hell just because everybody else is going to hell. We're not going to do something just because everybody else is doing it. I heard, I heard a preacher preach several years ago a message entitled, The National Anthem of Hell. Maybe you've heard that message, I don't know. But uh, I remember a preacher preaching a message entitled, The National Anthem of Hell. And the National Anthem of Hell he preached was, Everybody's Doing It. And just because that everybody's doing it, some people think that it justifies them in doing it. But just because that everybody's doing it doesn't mean that it's all right. I don't care. You may look around you and see other churches that are doing things that your pastor does not allow in the church that you attend. That doesn't make it right just because that the church across town's doing it. That doesn't make it okay just because that you see other young people in your district doing it. Amen. Don't follow the multitude to do evil. Don't follow the crowd in doing what is not right. Praise God. Praise God. I don't care if there are other churches in your district that have sports teams and that allow the young people to play public sports on the school team. We are the children of God and we're not going to follow a multitude to do evil. We're going to stand for what is right and for what is true and for what is holy. Praise God. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. In John's third letter to the church, the third epistle of John, and the eleventh verse of that one chapter epistle, listen to what John said. He said, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God. But he that doeth evil hath not seen God. I don't care what kind of a, of a button that a person has on their lapel. If they're not doing what's right, then they're not of God. I don't care what kind of a sign they have on the door of their office. If they're not doing what's right, they're not of God. I don't care how many titles they have behind their name. If they're not doing what's right, then they're not of God. And John said, you follow that which is good and don't follow that which is evil. Because that which is good is of God and that which is evil is not of God. But God has given us some spiritual examples, some men that we can look up to, some men that we can emulate the men that we can follow in their footsteps that will lead us in paths of righteousness, that will lead us on the highway of holiness, 
that will lead us to heaven. Amen. And that's where that I, I think that all of us have intentions of going. We all have intentions of going to heaven. Amen. And if we're going to make it there, then we've got to follow a man of God. The Bible not only is explicit in instructing um, leaders to be examples to us, but I want you to understand that the Bible also very clearly states that we as saints of God must follow the scriptural and spiritual example that our leadership sets down before us. We read here in the book of Philippians chapter 3 in these verses of Scripture that we read as our text this morning. The Apostle Paul mentions here in Philippians the third chapter that we should follow the example that He has given unto us. Notice in Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 17. He said, Brethren, be followers together of Me. He said, You follow Me. And you mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. In other words, he said, you follow me and you put a mark on anybody that's not following me. And don't you follow anybody that's not following me. You follow me and don't you look at anybody else. And don't you follow anybody else. But you are to follow me because you have us for an example. The Apostle Paul said, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, and in beginning with verse number 6, I want you to notice this passage of Scripture. 2 Thessalonians, the third chapter, and beginning with the sixth verse of Scripture. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which he received of us. Did you hear what Paul said? He said that you are to withdraw yourself from every brother that walketh disorderly, that does not walk after the tradition that he received from us. In other words, Paul said, if there's anybody that's not living the way that I have taught them to live, then you don't have any fellowship with them. You withdraw yourself from them. You are not to be partakers of their evil deeds. You are not to be in fellowship with them. You withdraw yourself from them that walk disorderly. And then he defines what disorderly is. And he says if they're not walking after the traditions that they have learned of us. Verse number 7, Paul continues by saying, For yourselves know how ye ought to what? follow us. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an ensample unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him 
that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Paul says, if there's anybody that doesn't listen to what I'm teaching, that will not take heed to what I am admonishing them to do, then you are not to keep company with them. But he said, don't count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. In other words, if they do not obey the teachings of their pastor and are not following the example that the pastor is giving to them, then you are not to keep company with them. And if they come to talk to you, you should admonish them as a brother. In other words, you ought to tell them, listen, I don't agree with you, and you need to listen to what the pastor said, and you need to follow the man of God, and I'm not going to hear you as long as you're not in in agreement with what the pastor's teaching. Amen. This word ought, when he said ye ought to follow me, that word ought does not have the same meaning today as what it had when the, the Scriptures were translated into the English language. That word ought comes from a Greek word which is spelled D-E-I, and it means it is necessary. One must. In other words, it is not an option. It's not an option as to whether or not that you should follow the spiritual leader that God has given to you. It is an absolute essentiality, an absolute necessity that you follow the spiritual leadership that God has placed over you. Ye all. That, that's not just a suggestion like it is today. When we say, well, I think you ought to do so and so. That today in, the, in our uh, in our vocabulary, that word all just has the meaning of a suggestion. You know, I think it would be a good idea. Whether you do it or not doesn't really matter, but I think it would be a pretty good idea. That's not the meaning of the word all in Scripture. When the Scripture uses the word all, it means it is absolutely necessary. It is absolutely essential. Amen. It is absolutely essential that we follow the spiritual leadership that God has given unto us. Praise God. Amen. In verse number 9 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, Paul said, But to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. To follow us. In verse number 7, he said, For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us. Not only does that word mean, that word ought mean it is absolutely necessary, but the word follow here means to imitate. It means to imitate. That's what the word follow means. It comes from a Greek word that is spelled M-I-M-E-O-M-A-I, which is where we, re- we, we derive our English word mimeograph. It means to duplicate. It means to imitate. It means to mimic, and that's not in a bad sense of the word, but it means that we should follow the spiritual leadership that God has given us to the dotting of the I and the crossing of the T. Praise God that we ought to desire to be like the man that God has placed over us to lead us in this way of truth. 
Amen. I'm telling you, men, you need to have a role model in your life, and there's no one that you should desire to be more like than you should desire to be like your pastor. You ought to desire to be just like the man of God that God has given unto you. Amen. You ought to desire to walk like he walks, to talk like he talks, to live like he lives, to love God like he loves God, to pray like he prays, to be committed unto the Lord just like he is. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and beginning with verse number 15, 1 Corinthians the 4th chapter and the 15th verse of Scripture, Paul said, For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Paul said, You may have 10,000 instructors. There may be 10,000 preachers that come by and preach unto you, and you need to listen to every one of them, but you've only got one daddy, and you've only got one man that you need to follow, and that is your pastor. Do you hear me, men? I'm telling you, I don't care how many preachers come by and preach in your church. There's one man that you should follow. There's one man for you to imitate. There's one man for you to be like, and that's the man of God that God has given to you. Your pastor is God's gift to you. I said your pastor is God's gift to you. Amen. I said he's God's gift to you. And oh, if I can just be like my pastor. I said if I can just be like my pastor. Oh, that ought to be the prayer of your heart. I want to be a man of God just like my pastor is. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And if you've got questions, if you've got questions, it doesn't matter. If you've got questions, it doesn't matter what the preacher down the road thinks about it. If you've got questions, it doesn't matter what the evangelist thinks about it. If you've got questions, the one you need to take your questions to is your pastor. You need to go to him and ask him what he thinks about it. Because it don't matter what anybody else thinks about it. What matters is what does my pastor think about it. That's what matters to me because he's the one that God has given to me to follow. It is, it is my, it, it's, it's his responsibility to be an example to me. And it's my responsibility to follow the example that he set before me. Praise God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with the first verse of Scripture, Paul said, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now listen, I think that it's very important in teaching a lesson along this line that we qualify who we follow. I do not believe that we should have our eyes so set upon an individual that if they err, that we should continue to follow them. Amen. But as long as they are following Christ, we need to follow the man. The Apostle Paul said, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. As long as that man is leading us towards God, as long as that man of God is leading us in truth, 
Amen. I've seen that there have been people, and we have already uh, discussed some areas and talked about and looked at some scriptures that deal with people that will follow men that lead astray. Amen. But as long as that man of God is following Christ Jesus, then we need to keep our eyes upon Him and follow after Him. I do not believe that we should follow a man into false doctrine. Your pastor ever stops teaching the, the, the necessity of baptism in Jesus' name, you need to start looking for another church to go to. Your pastor ever stops teaching the oneness of God and starts fellowship and Trinitarians, you need to start looking for another church to go to. If your pastor ever starts letting television in and ungodliness and worldliness, you need to start looking for another church to go to. But as long as your pastor is telling you that you better get rid of the world and get it out of your heart and get it out of your life and leading you in the paths of righteousness, leading you in truth, then you need to follow Him. Amen. In the book of Hebrews chapter 13 and in the seventh verse of Scripture, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 7, Paul said, Remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation or of their lifestyle, whose faith follow. Follow the faith of them that have the rule over you. Imitate their faith. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and in the 10th verse, 2 Timothy the 3rd chapter and the 10th verse of Scripture, here the Apostle Paul, writing to Timothy, his son in the Gospel, said, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Amen. So the Apostle Paul said, you have fully known. And that word known or fully known comes from a Greek word that means didst follow te the teaching of so as to practice it. You have fully known my doctrine. In other words, you have known it to the extent that it wasn't something that just came into your ears, but it was something that you lived. Do not just be a hearer of the Word of God, but be a doer of the Word of God. Don't just listen to what the pastor teaches and look at the life and the example that he sets before you, but live that very same lifestyle and be obedient to the Word of God. Be a doer of the Word and not a hearer only. Amen. I, I mentioned uh, yesterday the passage of Scripture in the book of Proverbs where that the Scripture says that the sluggard desireth but has nothing. You see, you've got to go beyond just saying, I want to be like him. You need to start acting like him and looking like him and praying. You need to go to the church sometime and are uh, in the prayer room and listen to your pastor praying and start praying like he prays. Amen. And start loving God like He loves God. And become dedicated and committed and consecrated and faithful and loyal just like He is. Praise God. And if you, if you, ever, uh, if you ever find a young lady that will have you, 
If you ever, uh, if you ever uh, have the opportunity to, to rear a family in the church, I'll tell you who that you need to look at for your example. You need to, you need to encourage your wife to look at the pastor's wife. And, and she needs to dress like the pastor's wife dressed. You know, there's a lot of questions you don't even have to ask. If you'll just take a look, amen, you wonder whether you ought to wear certain something or not. Well, just look at the pastor and his family. And if they're not wearing it, then you ought not wear it. Amen. You wonder whether you ought to do something or not. Well, just look at them. And if they're not doing it, then you ought not do it. Praise God. Amen. He said, you have fully known. You didn't follow the teaching so as to practice it. Amen. In the book of Genesis, the 24th chapter, we find the beautiful story of Abraham calling his servant and sending that servant into a far country to get a wife for his son, Isaac. And when uh, the servant of Abraham came into that far country and found there a beautiful young maiden by the name of Rebecca, the question was asked, Rebecca in verse number 58 by her family. They called Rebecca and said unto her, verse 58 of chapter 24 of the book of Genesis. They called Rebecca and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. And in verse number 61 of that same chapter, the scripture says, And Rebecca arose and her damsels and they rode upon the camels and followed the man. They followed the man. And the servant took Rebecca and went his way. Rebecca is a type of the church. And the servant is a type of the pastor or the man of God that God has sent to prepare a bride to bring before him. And when the servant came before Rebecca and her family, the question was asked, Will you go with this man? Will you go with this man? And Rebecca said, I will go. And she arose and followed the man. She followed the man. I want to tell you something, men. The only way you're ever going to get to Christ is to follow a man of God. The only way that you're ever going to make it in the rapture is to follow a man of God. Amen. You can't make it without a pastor. You can't be saved without a pastor. You need a pastor. And you need to imitate him. You need to be like him. You need to look at your pastor. Take a close look at him. Amen. Watch your pastor. Watch your pastor. I said watch your pastor. Watch him. Stay behind him. Imitate him. Do what he does. In prayer, in worship, in helping the preacher. I want to tell you something. When somebody else is standing behind the pulpit, church that you attend besides your pastor, you need to watch your pastor. Amen. And if your pastor's getting behind that preacher, then you get behind that preacher. If your pastor gets a little puzzled expression on his face, and you need to sit there and think, well, I wonder what's going on here. Amen. If your pastor's sitting there and he's, you know, he's not uh, uh, really too excited about what this preacher's preaching, you might need to consider yourself what this preacher's preaching. Amen. You watch him because your pastor is the one that's watching for you. He is the one that's responsible for your soul. He's the one that's 
leading the way and setting the example before you. Amen. So follow the man of God that follows after Jesus Christ. Praise God. In the book of Philippians chapter 4, let me read just one last verse of Scripture and then we're going to change the order to rally time. But in Philippians chapter 4 and in verse number 9, the Apostle Paul said, Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. What's the next word? Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. Do. And the God of peace shall be with you. I'm telling you, God's going to be with you if you'll do like your pastor does. God's going to be with you if you'll follow the man of God. God said, I'll be with you if you'll follow the things that are taught by the pastor that I have given unto you. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. Praise.